Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. My major theme for today, keep it simple. You know, I'm a very analytical, overthinker. I tend to kind of just overthink everything. But one of the buddies that I rope with, he's a military guy, and he always tells me, or he just says it to everybody, but he'll say, number one, keep it simple, stupid. I guess that's what his drill officer used to say to all of them. (laughs) And the other one that I really like that he always says is, overanalysis leads to paralysis. I don't know. I think those two are kind of catchy. But, you know, as humans, we always want to make everything way more complicated than it needs to be. It's so easy. We want to just dive in deeper and deeper into whatever that it is that you're doing. And then you miss things that are just so obvious because, you know, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. And that's another quote stealing from Sam Crowley. And, you know, who knows who he stole it from first. (laughs) But he said that when I was at the event in Vegas, and that was mind-blowing to me. It's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. But, I mean, seriously, how many times have you been involved with something, whether it was sports, whether it was work, relationships, literally anything, and, you know, you have this problem you're trying to fix, and you just try so hard, and you're lining out everything you need to work on, And then all of a sudden someone tells you, you know, hey, you dingus, just try this one little tiny easy thing. And then boom, all of a sudden that problem solved. And it was such an easy fix. But you were just looking so far past it that the answer was almost impossible for you to find. I do it all the time. I I think one of the funniest and, and easiest examples is literally when my mom asked me to find anything in the kitchen or the pantry, I'm about a 98% fail rate on that job. (laughs) I don't know what it is about finding something in the refrigerator or the pantry that it is seriously impossible for me to do. But every single time when I can't find it, she'll walk up and it's just right in front of my nose. If it it was a snake, it would have bit me every time. And it it is just right there. But I, I don't know why I look past it all the time. I know that I'm not the only one to do that too. I think that that's probably mostly everybody that that's happened to at least once. If not, man, kudos to you. (laughs) But I mean, this whole overcomplicating things, it happens so often and it happens a lot when I'm riding horses too. You know, when a horse isn't working great, it's easy to get frustrated and you want to try all these different things, changing equipment, changing what you're doing to warm them up, changing how you're riding them, where a lot of the times, you know, my dad will just say, hey, go just tie the horse up for 20 minutes and let him calm down and relax. And then I get back on him and 20 minutes later and he works perfect. I mean, such a simple solution, literally just 
get off the horse, let the horse relax, let you relax and try again. Instead of, I want to just, you know, cram all these different ideas and try all these different things and keep on it until it works that I'm just overlooking. The simplest thing to do is just get off the horse. So again, this whole overcomplicating things, it happens with everything and it happens a ton, a ton with investing, right? We've talked about this a lot. What happened during the coronavirus dip? Panic happened, fear happened, people wanted out. You know, you were thinking so hard into all the possible outcomes that could be taking place, but did your advisor or did you take the time to just sit back and think from a bigger picture perspective? Seriously, if you were to have just gone outside, you know, just looked around, seen what was happening, seen what was going on in the workforce, seen what, seen what was going on socially. A lot of the answers, they were just right in front of us. I mean, seriously, is it really that shocking that the tech industry led the rally back up when technology was the only way that people were communicating socially in the workplace? I mean, did you do a Zoom video happy hour? A lot of my buddies did. I mean, we did a few Zoom video happy hours. We did Zoom video calls for work. It's not really shocking that Zoom videos killed it during this time. And they're not the only ones, you know. Of course, Zoom video, but Amazon, Shopify, Twilio, NVIDIA, a lot of these tech companies, they've all performed great. And then what about industries that were deemed essential and kept working? Construction was one of them, right? Well, did you ever go to a Home Depot or drive by a Home Depot during this whole coronavirus thing? The lines were insane, insane. Construction workers were still working. Home Depot was, you know, one of the few stores that seemed to stay open. And granted, I know the lines were kind of long because they're only letting in like two people at a time or whatever. But still, it's not shocking that Home Depot stock has absolutely crushed it and it's been reaching all-time highs. You know, everyone, they want to talk about all the analytics, all the trend lines, all the ratios. And sure, I'm not going to say those things aren't important. They're very important. There's no way I'm going to go invest in a company with a horrible balance sheet or get into a sector that has no potential for growth. But at the end of the day, I don't think investors spend enough time thinking from a broader perspective and finding the opportunities that are right in front of them. I told you all, when things got really bad, I bought in more aggressively for my clients. I bought companies and sectors I knew could weather the storm and do well no matter what happened. Then at that point, even if the market kept going down, I wasn't really worried because I knew that over the long term, I was in great plays and I knew I was getting into them at huge discounts. And then when everything rebounded, my portfolios killed it. They rebounded tremendously. And really, I made these decisions just by taking that step back and thinking about the long term effects that these investments were having. But you know what? Honestly, I still miss some. <laughs> I didn't get them all. And you're never going to get them all. There's always going to be something that you didn't think about. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. I missed one that was right in front of my nose. So have you guys watched Winnebago stock at all? It has absolutely soared. I didn't even know that they were a publicly traded company. It was not even on my radar. But just think about this story. How much sense does this make? Number one, people are scared of the virus. Now it's summertime. People still want to go on vacation and hotels are closed. They're all going out and renting and buying motorhomes. I mean, come on, seriously, that is so simple. So, so simple. You couldn't have picked that investment by diving into balance sheets or financial statements. That's just thinking logically and keeping things simple. But by having that train of thought and investing in Winnebago, if you could have gotten in in late March, and even if you sold way too early and you sold in early May, you still would have made a 150% return during that time. I mean, that is crazy. 
And guys, I'm not a full-time stock jockey by any means. I don't day trade. I help people reach their financial goals using diversified and strategic investments. However, if this has taught me anything, this whole coronavirus experience, and if it can teach you anything, I believe it should be that active management is so, so vital to have. And the strategy of just holding and hoping, it's not the way to go. And I've told you guys a lot, you can't time the market, but really what you can do and what you should do is to reallocate into different companies and different sectors as new events are taking place. And if that isn't something that you're doing, and if that isn't something that your advisor is doing for you, and they're not taking an active role, then you're going to get hurt much more during volatile times instead of being able to take advantage of the opportunities and make money off them. And the last thing I want to say, guys, is it's never a bad thing to lock in some gains. If you have some positions that are up really, really big right now because you were able to take advantage of some discounted opportunities a few months ago, you will never get hurt locking in gains. Being greedy and waiting for it to go up just a little higher and a little higher, it can get you. So to be perfectly honest, right now for my clients, I have a lot of positions that are up over 100% in a couple months. And now I'm beginning to dollar cost average out of these positions that we've killed it in. Number one, because like I said, no reason to be greedy. Let's take some of those gains and lock them in. They've, done, they've performed great. And number two, you know, I think that we're going to see another pullback and we're going to get another buying opportunity. So I want to prepare my clients to be ready to take advantage of it and be safe for when it comes. Obviously, I don't know how big it will be or when it will happen. Nobody knows those answers. But we have some really crucial events coming up that could really sway this market. And the market's already being very skittish. So right now, like I said, I'm solidifying my wins. I'm reallocating again to some sectors that I believe will be able to withstand the next storm. And I'm just keeping my clients protected. And I'll talk more about this soon in the next couple episodes because there's a lot more to say here. But at the end of the day, guys, I think there's going to be another big buying opportunity that's going to present itself soon. And I want to just make sure that I'm prepared for it with my clients. So I hope this was helpful. You know, I hope that you were able to either yourself or that your advisor was able to take an active role during all this and that they took advantage of these opportunities for you over the last couple months. And if that didn't happen and you're still hurting from this pullback, then I would love to chat with you and talk to you about what my strategy is and what my philosophy is to see how I can potentially help you. You can go over to hunterlowry.com and schedule a call with me right there. You have a direct link to my personal calendar. Guys, I believe, like I said, I think we're in for a bumpy ride throughout the rest of this year. So I want to make sure that you're just all prepared and I'm going to do my best to help you do that. But in other news, <laughs> it's currently Friday afternoon here as I'm recording this. I'm going to go rope some steers here in a couple hours. Uh, we're headed up to Fallon, Nevada this weekend for a big World Series roping. So if I win a big paycheck this weekend, you're definitely going to be hearing about it. <laughs> oh, and uh, last thing, guys. So kind of cool deal. Sierra Ridge is now doing a web series on a ton of different aspects of financial planning and investing. And we have some really, really great speakers lined up. And they're happening every other Thursday right now. So we had our first one yesterday. And sorry, it, it happened really quick. I didn't have time to get the word out on the podcast. I put it on my Facebook page if you were following me there. But we had a great turnout. It was really fun, really informative. Um, we had a, a lot more people than I was expecting for the first one to join the call. So that was really cool. And we got a lot of great feedback. So I'll put the link to the next um, uh, next web series on my 
homepage on my website. Once I get the link, it, it'll take a couple days probably till we get the new link, but I'll throw that up there. I'll throw it on my Facebook page also. So if that's something that you're interested in and you want to get in on all that info, definitely go check out my website or just add me on Facebook and you'll see it on there as well. But again, that's not going to be this coming Thursday. It'll be the one after. It's two weeks. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for the support. I really, really appreciate it and have a great rest of your day, everybody.